Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Justin the Food Entrepreneur's Podcast. I'm Justin Bazaar. I'm your host. That's B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O. For anyone who's out there, you can find us on Instagram at Justin the Food Entrepreneur's or on Spotify or wherever else you grow yourself through podcasts. Today, I have a very special guest with us, Brandon Powell from Oh My Burger from Gardenia, California. How are you doing today? Doing well. Thank you for having me. I hope I did the intro okay. I got everything okay. Sometimes I fumble over my words. How are you doing? Uh, that was perfect. I know for sure I would have needed at least three takes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this is the always, <laughs> usually we do pretty well in the interviews. We don't have to do many, many cuts, but it's usually getting me started because I'm like, I, I have to wind myself up. I'm like that toy. Like I need to spring load myself going into the podcast. And so, yeah. Brandon, tell me about yourself. Like, how did you get into the food space? How did you get into the entrepreneur space? Like, sort of, what's your background? What did your family life look like? And how did you end up where you are? Ooh, um, so we'll start with the, you know, all the way from, I guess, family life. Um, I was raised by my mother, single mother, um, in Los Angeles, California. Um, she was a, or she is a great cook. Um, that's pretty much where I got my uh, experience with cooking, but I never really wanted to cook, to be honest. I never wanted to have a restaurant or even touch raw meat, to be honest. Since a, a young kid, I, did, I was kind of turned off by raw raw meat, just the look of it and the feel of it. Um, so um, my career started in technology. Um, so I was a cell phone repair um, well, my first job was working for Sprint as a cell phone repair technician. And um, I repaired phones, uh, I even helped uh, open stores and uh, any technical uh, service related things uh, with cell phones I was into. And that's what I did. But around 2011, um, I was looking for something a little different. Um, I had saved up a little money and I wanted to. Um, to start a shoe store, pretty much. Um, I was always into fashion and everything, so I had quit my job, and um, I went to work for Foot Locker to learn the insides and outs of uh, how a shoe store pretty much ran. Um, so um, I got that that uh, experience from Foot Locker, but I had pretty much <laughs> uh, spent some of my savings uh working there because i wasn't working uh making nearly as much as i was working for sprint versus footlocker so and you're um, probably buying shoes in the process that's what would have happened to me. <laughs> i've been like exactly. oh my gosh because if you guys saw my shoe collection right now it's like i don't have yeah. much because i'm an entrepreneur and i'm living pretty lean right now but i definitely have shoes and i definitely have jeans like those are my those are my go-to things of course and clothes i'm very much like you so i can relate to this story a lot yeah i was like oh yeah. it might be a good idea to work in a shoe place i want to own my own shoe business yeah no 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 that's one of those things where I will get high off my own supply. So it's like, stay away from that one. Go on. I Man. love this, Brandon. Yeah. So um, I was buying shoes, uh, paying my rent and everything that I need to do to survive. Um, so I had to put the shoe business on hold because I needed to get back to making some money or invest some money some kind of way to, uh, to stay afloat. So um, there was an apartment building for lease and I was trying to get it. It had tenants and I would be able to afford the mortgage and make money off of the building at the same time. Um, so I submitted for that. 
uh, someone snatched it up before, you know, their offer was accepted before my offer was accepted. So I went back to the basics. Uh, I went back to Sprint for about a couple months and I was like, no, I got a little money now. Uh, no, maybe it was about six months. And then I got a little bit of money saved up. I said, you know what, I can't do this anymore. Um, and then my family, my family was like, hey, you know, you always make a good burger when you're uh, drunk or hungover or set the grid or you should you should try a restaurant. And I'm like, what a restaurant? I, I don't know anything about restaurants because I had never worked in one, never even never even had the slightest idea of starting a, a restaurant at all. So there was a building for lease in my uh, neighborhood that I grew up in. And I knew the building. Uh, I used to come here when I was a little kid for my auntie. They, they sold uh, ribs here. So um, I came in. The guy was like, hey, um, it's $2,000 a month um, and triple net lease. And I was like, 2000 That's not bad. So um, I put the money down for a lease. I started painting the inside of the building, um, buying the necessary, just the bare minimum equipment I needed just to operate, meaning like a grill, a fryer, um, <laughs> a refrigerator, just the, the, the most simplest thing you need just to open the doors, pretty much. Uh, my menu was on uh, cardboard, lamp, like cardboard posted tape on the window, pretty much. So people could see the uh, the menu, um, and shoot, that's how we began. How I began, and it's been working for twelve years. Of course, you know I've upgraded to different things. I've been on uh, the Food Network now. I've been on the Travel Channel. Um, uh, every pretty pretty much every news channel in Los Angeles. Uh, it's a lot of social media buzz. Uh, it's it's been going for me. So, I mean, this is awesome. So, <clears throat> you've just sort of decided to jump into food <laughs> yeah, truck. Yeah, yeah. I started to- like, how'd you deal with all the food code and the food regulations? Like, you're 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 navigating new waters. So, like, I, I've been in the food business a long time. And, like, every time I go deal with, like, a new food trailer zone or food truck zone, if, when I've had to deal with them, it's like a whole new experience in and of itself. And I've been in the food business. So... Like, what was that like for you? Uh, so I, I don't have a food truck, so it's just like a brick and mortar. Motor. So it's more... Uh, I'm sorry I, you did say that. Yeah. I apologize. You talked about leasing the place for $2,000. I'm so sorry. So yeah. let's talk about so, how... Well, same thing. It's the same question in a way. Like every time I go to a new county or a new place, um, mm-hmm. I have to deal with a new regulation. So you haven't been in food before, and you're having to deal with... Um, inspectors and and things like that uh local health inspectors how do you deal with all of that how do you even build it out actually and make sure you're in code um so for um my restaurant specifically where i started it was already an existing restaurant so i really didn't have to do too much with the health department for its code because it was in code um but learning uh, all of the requirements and, uh, you know, sanitation, proper food handling, that came from actually talking to the health department, as well as taking, you know, uh, different courses like the, the food safety courses and uh, the manager food safety courses. Those helped out a lot because um, it, it even helped me at home pretty much. I didn't even know I was storing things incorrectly, you know, uh, without that knowledge pretty much. So, um, 
the local health department here were pretty uh, pretty helpful, I would say. Well, and it's interesting because you just made such a leap. I just always, I guess I just associate that everyone leaps from truck into mortar these, and brick and mortar these days. But the it's yeah. very gutsy and it's obviously worked 12 years later. You're still here and you sort of were ahead of the burger wave. That's one of the reasons I liked when in my notes here I have that you've been around for so long that you've made, that you've um, been able to sort of one, go through COVID Two, you started like sort of at the tail end of the financial crisis um, and you're sort of still in business and you've done it and grown a very successful business and a following and things like that. So what from your previous um, job experience, like from the cell phones and from maybe the shoe company, were you able to bring into the brick and mortar, like were you able to bring into the uh, food business? Because... I mean, I've got to imagine there were struggles, like, and we can talk about those, but we're, let's talk about the positive skills you were able to bring in from your past first. Uh, positives, I would say um, inventory was big. Like, I was in front of inventory working in my previous career. So, um, being able to label and um, scan different products for uh, inventory in the restaurant was great. As for, and as uh, being technical, technology savvy i would say um the operations of how the kitchen flows using different kitchen display screens uh knowing where to put those so they're right in front of uh, our employees uh faces so they're it'll cut down on mistakes um what else is there i would say has been brought over um uh, I, I think that would be it Oh, and then, well, actually, customer service, too. Working in, uh, you know, with people um, every day, I was able to bring in some of the customer service uh, training that I was taught dealing with people at Sprint over to my existing company, you know. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, there's, I mean, there's nothing probably like the cell phone business and the customer service and the similarity in the food business, at least during that period of time or the phone business right. in general. So, um, and dealing with customer complaints and the, the consistency of it. Um, and actually maybe in food, it's a little bit less in this case. Um, so tell me how you develop a menu. How do you come up with the burgers? Like, so you go into uh-huh. the brick and mortar, like, you don't have a food background. You said, like, how do you develop a menu? How do you develop marketing and advertising? Like you said, you had a thing like pinned up. Like, how do you even come up with a name? Like, oh my burger. Like, oh, think about all okay, of these we can things. Start there. We could start with how I came up with the name. Um, so the the restaurant didn't have a name for two months, and um, I was going through like designer because around that time, build your own burger was like the hip thing with um, with uh, fast casual burger restaurants. Um, what else did I come up with? Um, it, it, there were names that just wouldn't stick. So I was in the kitchen at home one day, and we were trying out different burgers that we were going to put on the menu. And a song by Usher came on, and it was called "Oh My God," and it was like "Oh Oh 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 My God" or something like that. And I was like, oh, I got the name. It's Oh My Burger. So that song by Usher is how I named Oh My Burger. 
and out of all the impact he thinks he's had in the world and influence, he probably doesn't know that he had such a strong influence on an entrepreneur and talk about a legacy that he just built. Like it's a 12 year business. It's, it's paid bills, exactly. it's paid whatever. Yep. Very cool. Paid employees. And, you know, everything. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how um, the name was formed. Uh, now the menu items, um, it's really me playing around in the kitchen. So, uh, I like to fuse food together. So we have a dish, a very popular dish here. It's called Alfredo French fries. So I took Alfredo sauce and put it on top of our garlic Parmesan fries and put some shrimp on top of it or fried chicken. And now we have a set of Alfredo pasta. We have French fry, Alfredo French fries. Um, it, it's really just playing around with. Oh, uh, that sounds now. ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Just playing around different things and things that I grew up with. Uh, like my mom would make a Sunday's dinner. We would have peach cobbler and ice cream. So we have a peach cobbler milkshake, uh, freshly baked peach cobbler, uh, made with uh, and blended with uh, fresh vanilla ice cream. Yeah. Okay. So what? What? Let talk about what's on the menu also, because we already now have dipped in. So half the audience is drilling. So what are the burgers that are on there? Um, how so did, we, uh, what's the experience when someone comes into your restaurant? Like, what is the vibe you're trying to give everyone? Let's like, so let's start with the menu and then let's talk about the vibe. Okay. So the menu, some of the names of the menu items I got from different songs, just like the name of the, uh, the business as well. So we have, uh, two burgers called one is called the little homie, one is the big homie. And those are a single bacon cheeseburger or a double bacon cheeseburger. Um, and those menu items were named after a song um, by a hip-hop artist named Tiger, and um, who's from Los Angeles, California. He's pretty known. He was dating one of the Kardashians, I think, at one point. Um, and I don't remember the name of the song, but he had um, a smaller person he was talking about and a bigger person. He thought he labeled him a little homie. And that's how I labeled the, the single bacon cheeseburger and the double bacon cheeseburger. Um, we also have a burger called the Oh My Luther, which is a Krispy Kreme donut burger. And um, that's, it. I didn't create that, I would say, but it was created by Luther Vandross. And it wasn't made exactly the same way we're making it. But one day he went into a bar and he wanted a burger with donuts. So um, they made him a burger <laughs> with donuts. So we created our own version called the Oh My Luther, where we used the donuts, the meat patty, cheese, and we added four to six pieces of bacon on top of that burger, pretty much. Um, what else do we have that is pretty popular? We have a burger called the Savage Burger. It's a uh, chili cheese pastrami french fry burger. So in, in Los Angeles, chili cheese fries and then adding pastrami on top of it is very popular. So I took that and just put that all on one burger, pretty much. And now you get the best of everything all in one bite, pretty much. Yeah, I saw that one online. That was that was one of the ones that really caught my attention that you do actually like online. Yeah. Like that's just a phenomenal one. It pit, the picture's phenomenal, but two like <laughs> they eat yeah. French fries on sandwiches in Pittsburgh, and so it's like yeah. it's not an unusual concept. And I just like right. that you integrated it right onto the burger because you're stuffing it all in your mouth at the same time anyway. When you really want it all good, <laughs> it's like putting potatoes in your in your burrito. Exactly. Um, Love it. So go on. 
I have another menu item that helped, I would say, really helped me survive the pandemic. It's called the Pandemic Box. So it's three of our most popular items, which are chicken wings, Alfredo french fries, and a bacon cheeseburger, all in one box. And we actually stayed open during COVID. And it was 2020 and 2021 was my biggest years in business, by far. Being open uh, six days a week, um, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m., we we were rocking in here, and people supported us like I had never seen before. And um, that menu item alone, I think, really uh, made a big impact in the community, in the area, and it it definitely helped us uh, survive COVID. I would say, and it, it's still going to this day. People come here all the time just for that menu item. So what's what's in it again, and what's it called? I I didn't. It's, I want to make sure I catch it for the audience. So what is it oh, in and okay. what's it called? It's called the Pandemic Box, and it has Alfredo French fries, a bacon cheeseburger, and four uh, chicken wings. Sounds outstanding, actually. So it's just you took your main items, everything that the, I guess one of them's the big homie, or what's the bacon cheeseburger yeah. called by itself? So the the, the little homie, so the little homie in there, Alfredo fries, and four wings. Very cool. So okay, so this gets you through the pandemic, but um, pandemic. Did you do you use delivery services? Can you talk about that? Like, do you use delivery services? How did that work for you during COVID? Were you already using them before COVID? Because I just want to understand as part of your story if um, you use those uh, services or not. Because I think the pandemic box sounds like it goes right in line with that. Yeah. So before COVID, we did use uh, Uber Eats and Postmates and um, DoorDash, and we continue using them throughout the pandemic. Um, a lot of business did come through uh, the delivery services as well. Um, but there's a big cost in that as well, I would say. But um, uh, we, we definitely still use them to this day. So Brandon, what's your favorite part of being an entrepreneur? Like you've been in it 12 years now, you've been through a pandemic, which had to be stressful. So. You know, there's, it's not all butterflies and rainbows, big or small scale or big scale. And so what are what are the things you enjoy the most about it? What is it that you feel the best about doing in your day-to-day life? Like, um, So I think it's two different aspects to that. So if I'm in the building or at the restaurant, I enjoy talking to the guests, uh, interacting and making sure their experience is... Um, what I would want it to be at all times. Um, and outside of the restaurant, um, just the growth of the company, seeing that, you know, the first five to seven years I was working every single day, and now I'm being, a, I'm, I, I'm able to step outside of the building and take care of everything else that, you know, goes on. Uh, I felt like my life was on hold or pause just to operate business for, for, for a long time. So now, you know, I'm able to to step back and look at it and see it running without me being there. So that, it's, a, it's a good feeling. And um, just having a company that I can take care of and, and uh, grow, it's pretty awesome. I agree. And the investment and being able to invest in yourself is a big deal. 
and not many people get to do stuff like that. So I think that that's important as well. The um, what's your favorite burger? Like, if you could pick a burger you make yourself, even if it's not on your menu, what is it? Oh, my favorite burger. Hmm. Oh, um, my favorite burger would probably be. Um, it's not on my menu at the moment. It's a, something we bring in and out, and it's called the pizza burger. So it's um, we'll make a marinara sauce, pepperoni, mozzarella cheese. Um, the bun will be a garlic toasted bun, and uh, Angus beef patty. I think that's my favorite burger. Very cool. I, the pizza burger thing is not something I thought of, but I like the pepperoni on the burger and the the marinara, and it's just like a, a meatball sandwiches is kind of those things anyway without the pepperoni, but I think you put exactly. it in burger format, it's pretty cool. So what, yeah. would you, what would you say, like, where were breakthrough moments where you're like, okay, I'm going to make it, or I don't need to work in my business so much I can work on it? Like, were there transformations? Were there periods of time was it social media like what are the ways that you sort of been able to break out and sort of been able to grow your business was it investing in the employees like i don't know but there's got to be ways because to be around for 12 years to, to have the growth that you've had the popularity um there ha- i feel like there's been growth spurts um yeah so i think um the biggest thing was realizing what it takes to run the place so at first i think i thought i needed you know to fill every single position and have so many people working at one time for me to be able to step away but i found myself actually working more when i had more people um actually filling in every single thing to do once i kind of condensed um our prep and our menu down a little bit and it only takes about three or four people to, to run the restaurant um I would say four people to run the restaurant without me even being here, without me stepping into uh, into the restaurant. So uh, realizing labor and realizing, you know, um, if you're not using certain items, don't sit on them. So get rid of get rid of things that you can't use multiple ways. I would say. Um, so it, it's finding a groove. You know, every restaurant can be a little bit different. But um, uh, I, I think it's the little things that, that add up to your freedom, to be honest. I want to call it your freedom. <laughs> I agree with you. And what are some of the hardest things you've been through? Like, what are some of the hard times and oh. lessons you've learned? And I mean, because I think we learn more from those and grow from more from those in the good times. So, yeah, actually, I think I became a different person uh, because of being in business. Um, meaning I was always a nice guy. I'm still a nice guy, but um, I've been sued multiple times for, uh, I, I would like to say frivolous things. So my first year in business, well, I would say my first three months in business, I was sued um, for a, uh, what is it called? Um, I don't want to use the wrong term, but it's, um, there's laws that handicapped people have. Um, and, I think our restroom wasn't big enough for someone to turn around in their wheelchair. Yeah, something yeah, something like that. 
I forget what the, the, the actual term is or the law is, but um, uh, I was sued for that and I had no knowledge of that. And, you know, the health department is not going to tell you that because that's not going to do That's a building. It's a building code, you know. Um, so um, I had to solve that with the landlord, to be honest. But um, the the lawsuits take a, a toll dealing with different employees and um, their personality, learning how to to work with every single uh, person's attitude and adjusting for them, to be honest. You know, everything isn't about the business owner at. Um, when you're in business, you, you have to, because uh, everyone has lives. So, um, employees dealing with employees, I would say. Um, <laughs> any uh, maintenance issues that may come up, and you, you may not have the money for it at the time. So, um, there, there's a lot of struggles that you, you may go through without having capital for sure. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think the other part of it is um, it's um, they're all weird lessons that stack up and they become tools that you use later on. Even if it's like 20 years later on, you really just have some weird skill you picked up going through the hardships. So, oh, yeah. I mean, where do you I mean, you're starting to work on your business. You talked about that and you're, you're being able to wait, get at out of in your business, you've discovered this combo box, which has really accelerated your business and helped you get through um, the pandemic. So, like, where do you want to go with your business? Like, where do you envision it going? Like, where's Brandon's dreams? So, my dreams and my goals right now are to franchise my business. So, I just finished all of the paperwork to become a franchise sir. So, um, I'm all of the gas pedal going towards franchising. So I, I want to own my baby just about everywhere in the U.S. If I can make it outside the U.S., that would be great as well. Uh, but um, I, I think that's where, where it is for me now, um, franchising and uh, growing the brand And uh, what would you say that um, you've made it this far? What would you say that are your core values, Brandon? Like the things that really keep you going, like what motivates you, what inspires you like all this time? Because it's not easy being in the food business. You're just like, I mean, every time you turn around, like someone's throwing a new food coat at you or trying to like break your legs metaphorically and at least most of the time. And, um, And so what does that look like? Uh, for me, you know, it's the service. Um, I, the core, our core values, it has to be customer service related and always smiling. Um, but besides that, uh, I would say, you know, um, music gets me through a lot. And whenever you step foot into this on my burger or any of my burger in the future, um, you're here, you'll hear upbeat music that um, turns that frown or whatever you had on your mind before you walk through these doors, it, it'll transform you into a different environment. So um, um, I just want everything to be a vibe and, you know, people to have fun and enjoy the food uh, and have a great time. Awesome. And uh, uh, where can they find you online and what's, your, what's the address for your store? Oh, so um, all social media, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Facebook is at Oh My Burger, O H M Y Burger. 
and we are located 2142 West El Segundo Boulevard, Gardena, California. Awesome. And um, if they were to, if someone were to ask you, like, what are the three to five things that you would go back and tell yourself 12 years ago that you know now that you wish you knew then, what would they be? Make sure you have a separate account for taxes and pay your taxes on time. Uh, Number two would be um, budget correctly, meaning when I started, all I knew was I needed to sell 30 burgers a day to pay rent. So uh, give everything a thought, not just the simple things or the, the, the more important things to you at that moment. Make sure you think out every single thing. And lastly would be um uh keep it simple keep it as simple as possible and set your expectations to become you know realistic and yeah those are awesome i love this and let's talk about the your team members and the employees that work with you like how do you train them like how do you because you instill a lot of energy you're a very energy positive energy driven person so how do you instill this in your employees and in the culture of your business oh that's that's a big one Um, so transforming someone's personality is very hard so it's almost like i'm in a role of acting at all times so i have to Make sure I'm wearing my smile, talking to them positively every single step of the way. Even if they're the customer giving us a hard time, we're still going to uh, engage, smile, and you know handle it the best way we can. Pretty much. Um, so staying positive and stick to my script. Don't deviate from your your uh, your employee handbook. You have to give it to them the same way, no matter the situation. Very very cool. I like that. And Brandon, if if you could if you could just take a moment and and think like what is the greatest skill? Like we've talked about traits and character and core values, but what do you feel is your greatest skill that you've had to develop since being in the food business? Like what is the one skill you're like I really had to work on this and improve it in myself? Um, I was, I think I would say I was a big procrastinator. So me having to do things on demand and things that I did not want to do, or I felt that was, um, I can wait on that. That had to change pretty much. I had to give everything my, my, no matter what it was, no waiting, no procrastinating. Yeah. Um, I, I, People have around me have called it a dilly-dallying thing, and I build it into my schedule now. But there are times where I will, like, dance around something for, like, 10, 15 minutes. Sometimes it's a gym workout where I'll just dance around it because I'll dilly-dally because I'm just, like, procrastinating. like uh, uh, And I do have that in me. I'm so driven and so on par and, and on task all the time that every once in a while I'll go into this weird, I'll have a task, and I still do it. It's just not as bad as it was when I was a kid, right? I'm way better at it. And even that, I'm still pretty uh, hyper-functioning. And so it's like, how do you not get to that point? How do you catch yourself dancing, per se, and not procrastinate and just get it over with? Because I find when I get it over with, I can dance with peace of mind. So I I think at one point I had so much building up on me, like uh, 
things that I need to handle, things that I might fell fall fell uh, behind on taking care of to the point that you know I was like I could have lost my business. So um, that right there made me realize, you know what, if this is so important to you, you have to make sure you're paying attention to everything and make sure you're taking care of things on time. So um, I had to change my mindset to become that person. And um, since then, you know, I haven't looked back on that. How'd you change that mindset? Like, would, I mean, because it's, I, like, for me, like, I know how I would do it, but how did you sort of, I mean, I know you just somewhat just do it, but how did you do it? Um, for me, the first thing I did, I, this might be crazy because it has nothing to do with the restaurant, but um, I wasn't, um, I wasn't taking care of myself uh, physically. So the first thing I did instead of complaining about every single thing was I started working out in the morning. So I started to get up and go to the gym and I made that a routine. So that routine, now me going to the gym every day, now I'm opening up my mail every day. Now I'm uh, making sure I'm taking care of uh, all my bills uh, once they come, you know, or organizing by by date, by month, or by week, you know. So it, it all started with actually me working out, and then it, it just changed my whole day to day living, pretty much. Yeah, and I want to ta- I want to talk about this with the audience because, like, you're going to listen to a lot of other podcasts, and they're not going to do this for you. One of the things that Brandon just is talking about is he's anchoring a positive reward in his brain to an outcome. And he's taken, I have to do effort, but once I'm done, I'm anchoring a ward. And, and if I keep doing it, the inside's changing. And then like we talked about in the last podcast, I just did that release before this, the day before this one, is that the inside changes before the outside. But what also changes on the inside before the outside is your business. Like you have to change the inside of your business first before the outside changes mean you generate revenue before there's culture before there's whatever and so part of what brandon did is and i'm talking to him like in third person like we're not talking in the conversation but i'm saying for the audience is he started attaching those positive rewards and he started conditioning himself by going to the gym and then he took that same philosophy to take that same reward and condition himself to other tangible things first like, you can't just all of a sudden stop procrastinating. That's not how it works. Like, I can't be like, oh, I'm going to stop procrastinating. Let me work on this. And I'm going to, and um, this is going to be my habit. Anytime I'm procrastinating, I'm going to stop. No, it needs to be attached to tangible items that are actually routines that are what are called habit f- fighters, meaning I'm fighting bad habits, but I'm also worrying, but I'm also being a habit warrior, meaning I'm a warrior for the right habits so i'm fighting bad ones by being a warrior habit habits i'm fighting bad ones and i'm creating good ones but in reality when you get really good at this or you get really in routines your whole life just becomes this set of patterns and you gain momentum okay when you gain momentum is when you consistently do something every day and there's no rest days whether it's your business, whether it's you, whether it's opening your mail, whether it's filing everything. And instead of waiting and doing like, oh, I'm going to do it every Thursday. If you do it in little pieces every day, you can manage your businesses at lightning speed and no one will be more knowledgeable about your business than you. It doesn't mean you're the smartest person in your business, 
and maybe not even the most intelligent, but you're going to know how to pivot. You're going to know your business and you're going to know, be able to make decisions better daily because you're more in touch with the information. Okay. So that's why I like collaborative softwares for massive companies where people are actually putting in the data every day and I as the CEO can click on my dashboard and be like, oh, here's everything I need to know on my company in a snapshot are important. So I wish it didn't have to all go through software, but once you get over like the 100 people, I don't know how you do it anymore because it just was so much for me to manage at that point. And so, and everyone around me without software. So Brandon, I just want to anchor that for the audience. Like I truly believe that in order to actually do well in business, we have to get in right what I'll call healthy habits or lifestyle habits, which is the way I live my life. It's a lifestyle for me. I don't look at it as I'm doing something extra anymore. This is just the way I live. I'm disciplined. I'm determined and I have consistency with everything I do because how I do one thing is how I do everything. And yep, so I couldn't explain it any better. Yeah, and so I and I'm not the one who came up with that. I'm just repeating it, but I agree with it because exactly it's a way to explain it better. So one of the things that I think that which is weird, I didn't know we were going to go on in this circle is that you're 100% correct. And for anyone in the audience that wants to work in their business or on their business more, you need to find that hour to hour and a half every day. I know it's hard. But if you actually purposely find the time to work out, you will be way more efficient with the time you have in your business because you're with purpose doing something that means something to you. And by structuring your time, it's what does better. And here's how I'm going to anchor this even more. When individuals go to NA or AA, they find more success in their life, but they're having to spend 90 days usually going to a meeting every day. They go to a meeting every day for 90 days and really for the program to stick for those individuals that are trying to get clean. And the reason that is, is they're trying to form good habits, get rid of the old habits, which may be going to get your fix or going to the bar or whatever it is, going to the liquor store or getting your drugs. And they're trying to replace it with a good habit, which is showing up every day. And that's the same with the gym. If I show up every day, it's good. And guess what those habits translate into my family? Guess what happens when I show up for my family every day or my friends every day or my business partners every day or my employees or team members every day. And so I just want to take this total circle and anchor it that you do have time to work out because weirdly when you squeeze that hour to hour and a half into your day with intent, I do two 45 minutes with intent because it helps me split my days into multiple days, actually three days where I do one day workout, have another day workout and then have my other day. And sometimes it's personal, sometimes it's fun, some most of the time it's work. And um, that's just who I am. But the importance of it is I develop the skill through sport, through gym, through the discipline. And then weirdly, I really develop the skill and turn up the volume when I realized there's no such thing as rest days. I just have to not kill myself. I just have to stay consistent and I will make distance because the tortoise does win the race over the hare if he stays consistent. And so that's the lesson there. It's not the speed that rabbit could have outraced him a thousand times, but the tortoise understood consistency, discipline, and determination and didn't get distracted. So uh, Brandon, I really like that you touched on. I went into a commentary there that I wasn't planning on going. And so thank you. Um, what is it? I mean, 
talk to me is do you are you married do you have a girlfriend do you have children like how and if so and if not doesn't matter but if so are they involved in the business well i i am still legally married okay we were uh partners but my last divorce hearing is actually on the 19th of this month but um it's just me now i have no children um the business is my baby so it's getting all of my attention at the moment um um yeah yeah no children no girlfriend (laughs) um yeah uh, we're in similar boats and in a lot yeah. of ways there are no children yeah. although i've stepchildren with an ex but we're like yeah. oh that's kind of messy and so um as it always is because no matter how clean it is money's messy and um yeah. and business partnerships the same way it's not only personal relationships guys it's with our vendors it's with our employees like it's there's money moving every which way so um I like this though. I'm going to pivot off of this for the conversation, even though I was close to where I was going to close the episode. But I want to just pivot because it's going to. I'm going to go in a different direction. Like you now have time to focus on your business and focus on you and not a relationship. Okay, and this is where we're going to talk about a topic that most entrepreneurs aren't going to talk about because I know where you are right now, and other podcasts never go here, which is now you have the ability to focus on you and your business tell me how you're going about that if you don't mind and you don't mind me prying a little bit for the benefit of entrepreneurs that are in our similar space or similar place right now oh wow so you know this is pretty good so now i feel like i'm more focused i'm more focused on what i actually want and i'm learning like my boundaries as far as business and personal um so um I don't want to make this sound like being in a relationship is bad at all, but being in a relationship takes a, a toll on a man somewhat sometimes because you're now you're a protector, you're the provider, you're a, you're everything. So now that I'm not that person, I can give all that extra energy that I was putting somewhere else into me and into the business. So now I'm looking at things like you know I can improve. Um, my cooking time if I added in this one extra piece of equipment now. Um, or I can change it to, um, uh, uh, sorry, I can't just call my attention. Um, I can uh, now focus on myself as far as um, training a little bit harder in the gym because now I don't need to get back and see, hey, honey, do you need anything before I step out? <laughs> you know, so, uh, a lot of energy that I have is now coming inwards, I would say, and staying with me. So I, I think that's helping me a little bit. Yeah, I would describe this, and I'm a little more advanced, I would say, not by any other reason, but I'm going to help you with this, Brandon. This, I'm able to turn up my volume and my superpowers and like understand what those are like a, and a little bit because I've just been a, a food entrepreneur longer. But like part of the reason I love doing this is I'm – I love helping you guys like become superstars and I think you're right there and uh, I agree with you it's the ability like you have like we're like fighters sometimes as entrepreneurs and we need to go back to the basics and we need to train personally but what happens and what's going to happen for you is you're talking about turning it inward which I agree with now the part that turns up the volume is that is when you echo it back to all the clients and all the employees and everyone that you meet and everyone I'm going to put you in contact with that's also been on the podcast because 
that energy, that discipline, that consistency is going to attract all the people that are like you, married, not married, girlfriend, not girlfriend, but you're investing in yourself. And now you just got to take all that energy and all that stuff that you feel in goodness and give it to the whole world, not just one person, you know, or a few people. And I think that that's your superpower. You have a gift, I think, Brandon, ultimately beyond burgers that is sort of to share this and this motivation and this this rebuilding and your business is going to become better than it ever has because you are working on yourself and you'll echo that, you know, and that'll be your superpower. And then you'll figure out, Oh yeah, you know how I grow or get growth spurts. I go back to the basics. Anytime there's a hard time, I work harder at the gym. You know, I know this is weird, honey, and we're having a problem right now at home in the future, but I got to go to the gym a little bit more. I know it doesn't make sense, but in order for my head to be on straight and the business to be straight and me to figure out how to bring balance to us, I just need to go to the gym a little bit more. And that scares most people. They're like, why would he want more time away from it for having a problem? No, 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 man thing. We got to go to the man cave. We got to work out. We got to work through things. And we have logically aware through things. So I like that. And I think that I agree with what you're doing. And I like that it's such so intentional. You know, like I think having intent with what we're doing every day and being intentful with where we're trying to go with it is really cool. So, um, you just pumped me on my adrenaline. It's a little bit going talking about work. No, no, it's all good. So, I don't even know where to start. Let's um, let's do where you're located again and where they can find you on Instagram. All right, on Instagram we have at Oh My Burger. O-H-M-Y Burger. And our address is 2142 West El Segundo Boulevard. Very cool. I have one more question, actually, and then we'll we'll get going. Did you grow up playing any sports or anything? You mentioned being around the food and stuff like that, but did you grow up playing any sports? Yes. So I played basketball and football. Football was more of the primary sport. Basketball was more of like the leisure sport, I would say. Um, Football, I played all the way up until uh, 11th grade and then I got into girls, you know. But uh, (laughs) yeah, I was um, a pretty good athlete, I should say. Well, it sounds like you're you the distraction that started that got you off track from football and basketball is now back on track. The women being the distraction, maybe not totally, but I, th- <laughs> I would say you're probably pretty exactly. focused now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh-huh. and uh huh. And I got I I feel you, and I know exactly what you mean. It's hard to totally stay focused, and um, yeah. you got it. You can't be alone all the time, and. The especially as an entrepreneur, because we spend so much time in our own heads, right? That's the other Very thing, cool. and um, it's why we need good friend groups, we need good relationships, we need good girls who are friends as guys, also that are fun and flirty, also as entrepreneurs that can handle us on an intellectual level and us them on an intellectual level because there's so much intellectual conversation and being entrepreneurs, it's just the way it is. Like, we don't have normal conversations, like. How's the weather? Most of us are like, it's raining. Well, who the fuck cares? Can we get milk, please? All of us are struggling with milk. Like we have real problems in the world. The rain, that's not a real problem. You know, it's like, we don't look at it that way. Like, oh, so it's raining today. Who cares? Like it's another wet day. Like it's just those things that I think are so different in the food entrepreneur world compared to the other entrepreneur world that we just have to deal with shit 
for lack of a better term, all the time. And we just, because of it, we become, we're better entrepreneurs for it, no offense. We're better at customer service, no offense. I'm other than maybe the cell phone business because I just can't even imagine or the cable business right now like how many phone calls and stuff people have to deal with and angry people but um yeah it's horrible and then now cell phones are everyone's life so it's like you know yeah. you can't play around with someone's life yeah no kidding I mean yeah and now everyone everyone's in a gig economy that relies on a cell phone so um I'm going to I'm going to reach out to you Brandon after the episode just so the audience knows. I'm going to set you up with another recording for maybe like February uh because okay. I want to set up the questions with you again. I want to go through them again and I want to highlight where you are working out and I want to give you a goal. The audience knows I'm just going to open up my kimono or whatever the heck gets called a little bit here when I consult. I'm going to put something in stone and an expectation that we're going to talk in a month and the episode will probably release in two months after that based on how I'm stockpiling. But in that month, you'll have continued to work out. There'll be significant life changes because of it in this new discipline in life. And we're going to talk about from now to then what that transition is for you personally and what it is as an entrepreneur because I think it's important. I think it's important that we talk about it and we come back to it and we not just take a snapshot of your life as an entrepreneur but we see your growth a little bit as well and continue to have you on the show if that's okay. That's great. I mean, we can do it monthly if that's possible. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to have you as a monthly guest. No one's ever offered that, but I will take that just to keep, make my scheduling easier for sure. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. All right. I will reach out to you after we're done. Anyone else who wants to be on the podcast, you can reach out to us on Instagram at Justin, the food entrepreneurs. That's where we are communicating through. You can also uh, on at Justin the Food Entrepreneurs on Instagram is a phone number. You can text there. That goes directly to me. I do text if you call and I don't recognize the number. I'm not going to pick up the phone, guys. I just don't do that. Like you, if you don't like, if I don't recognize the number, you can leave a message or if my voicemail is set up. But I text like. If I don't know you, it's a text thing at first. Or if you're on Instagram, and then we exchange phone numbers and I know who you are. It's just who I am. And so I know who's calling, what they're calling for. I'm prepared. I can stick to a schedule because if random calls come in, it's not part of my schedule as we just talked about. And so uh, straight to voicemail. You know, you're, I'm not, I have phone calls scheduled. I have podcasts scheduled. I have consulting scheduled. I have mentoring scheduled. So that's just what happens so text is the best way and i'm also saying this just as a lesson for everyone like it's good to have time blocks in your life and and hold to those time blocks because it leads to freedom so thank you brandon i appreciate it uh wow oh my burger is gonna be awesome and i can't wait to see what you do for the future and everyone in the audience if you like what we're doing on the podcast or you guys are friends and friends of brandon don't only like um, or listen to the podcast, please give his episode a good comment and some positive feedback so um, that episode does even better for him. And he's given a lot of juicy knowledge here for the audience, so there's a lot of impact and influence for the future just in this episode, Brandon. So thank you again for coming on. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. And uh, the audience, you can find us on Spotify or wherever else you grow yourself through podcasts, and we're out.